Charlie Zelli is with us. He's a Met Council chair. Like all of our guests, he is on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We want to talk to Charlie about a number of matters, but primarily what's taken this week with uh, Metro Transit. They're launching what they're calling Transit Service Intervention uh, Project. And this week, they're launching a listening tour. So for a few hours each day, starting tomorrow through Friday, Charlie and other top folks will ride the light rails and fan out to platforms to talk with people about improvements and what they want to see on the transit system. If you want to chime in on this, what you would like to see change or what you like on uh, the areas that are in charge of Metro, Metro Transit is in charge of, you can always chime in here uh, through a text at 651-461-9226. Charlie, it's been a while. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, what are you hoping to see this week? What would make this week a success for you and your team? Uh, Ted, it's nice to be with you. It's been a few years. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of looking forward to the listening tour. It's really an opportunity to hear directly from customers, uh, from stakeholders, from those that have observation and opinions. And, uh, you know, we engage with uh, people uh, in any sort of ways. Uh, and we have statistics about what, how we're improving uh, it, whether it's a crime or just other customer experience. But there's nothing like anecdotes. There's nothing like face-to-face conversations. So uh, we're here to uh, to learn how are we doing? Are we making improvements? We have a 40-point plan, and uh, we think we're making progress, but we'd like to hear from, uh, from people who use the system. Okay, this is a topic we've addressed many times on this show, so of others on the station, and, and most often – People will say, I don't feel safe, and I feel like you need more security for me to go back, whether as a casual rider or as a regular rider. You get that feedback from others. You'll hear some of that, maybe a lot of that this week. What do you say to those folks who still believe that? Well, you know, uh, we do hear that, and uh, and we experience that, and we're very sympathetic. That's why, as part of our plan, I mean, the thrust of it really is about getting more human presence on our trains, uh, especially, and and the platforms. You know, uh, that's the reason we're actually outsourcing. We have contracts with uh, private security. We are hiring more people. We're having more than uh, our own uh, police force. We're having uh, community service officers. And then, as you referred to, these trip agents, the uh, transit uh, intervention uh, group, um, which are there with other partners. Let's just get people on the trains, on the platforms, uh, to make everyone feel safer. Okay. So in any way that you bring more people to security, whether they're private, whether you hire them, how close are you to the numbers where you believe we we can best regulate, monitor, and run an efficient metro transit system. Uh, I won't. Uh, uh, I won't sugarcoat it. We're not there, and and we continue to need more people. How and, far away are you? 
Well, it depends on the category. I think uh, we have uh, a shortage of our police officers. We have a shortage of uh, community service officers. You know, frankly, every jurisdiction. I think that some of the success we've had with not just hiring, but with the contracting with outside groups uh, has been a way to jumpstart uh, some of this, these efforts. And, and uh, you know, as frustrating as it is, as, as frustrating for us as it is for anyone, uh, it's been, been taking time. Uh, but we're working with our uh, employee groups. We're looking with our bargaining unit uh, unions. Uh, what can we do to attract more people and to keep the people we have? Because, of course, you know, really important constituency to keep uh, people feeling safe is our own employees, our train operators, sure. yep. uh, our others. You know, they, they experience all of it. And, and frankly, we need to take care of our own and we need to take care of the public. But it's, uh, you know, I think it's taking time, which is why, you know, being at this now for a year, uh, we've made some progress, but uh, we can't sit there and say, uh, you know, it's done. It's not. We're in process, and I think January is a good time for us to take stock about where we are, and maybe uh, there's an area of focus. You know, we found that particularly like uh, tomorrow, we'll be on the blue line in that kind of Lake Street station. Uh, uh, you know, I won't kid you, that's a hot spot, yeah. and we need to kind of deal with those areas which are most acute. And I think that uh, people have seen the difference, you know, uh, uh, in other areas in the blue line, just by really focusing on uh, Franklin Street Station, as an example, or Lake Street. You know, these are areas where if we uh, make sure we're checking fares, we make sure that uh, those that uh, really want to use the service get to use the service, but those who are not there to use it, but just to hang out or deal with drugs or others. Uh, that's the activity we need to stop. Okay, so let's let's stay with that because a lot was made over the last few months of how you're going to monitor if people paid for their ticket and if, if individuals um, did not pay for the ticket, how the, uh, the punishment would be handed out. How has that worked so far? And you be, do you believe that this new system has been effective enough in tracking these individuals down who are not paying and also having the residual effect of more safety for others because of this new approach? I do think uh, enforcing fares does create a safer environment. And uh, not to mention, you know, that's an important revenue for, for our system. But the big difference was the legislature passing a reform of our fare evasion uh, laws so that we can use non-uniformed officers and other representatives to issue citations, which has a meaningful but not exorbitant fine, but one that can actually stick. The past of process was just police officers issuing uh, draconian uh, uh, penalties that we could not get prosecutors to enforce. So now we are actually uh, getting these tickets issued. We're actually collecting those fines. And um, I think are, are you collecting a, the fines? Because that's yeah. one thing people wondered. I, I think twofold. They wonder, okay, would you get the money? And then is the punishment not draconian, but is it strong enough where the individuals were taking advantage? They're, 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 they're not paying would alter their behavior. 
Well, you know what? It just started in December, so I know from the number of tickets we've issued, it's been you know significant for the limited number of people we have. But I think with the and, and we're going to see the value of it is that it can be progressive. I mean, we can have a, a start to the warning goes to a thirty-five dollar fine that goes up, and we can ultimately, you know, uh, we can ban people from the. Uh, uh, from the system, if uh, they uh, if that continues, but I think the important thing is changing behavior is to have a consistency of our presence checking. Now, of course, one of the things we're looking at is how can we change some of the the uh, stations' design? Should we be enclosing some of these stations, like Lake Street um, or others, to see if uh, you know you can't even get into the platform area without uh, buying a ticket. Okay, and, so uh, can I jump in on that? Because I, I want to make sure we get to a few issues. I think to a lot of us, that makes a lot of sense, S-E-N-S-E, but does it make sense, C-E-N-T-S? Okay, is it <laughs> yeah. worth the money? Because philosophically, a lot of people, myself included, think, well, guess what? If you can't yeah. get the platform, unless you're paying that's going to help dramatically with some of the individuals who are causing trouble or not paying. Well, uh, I'm going to quote you. I love that sense versus sense. Absolutely. I think that we have to. One hundred million, one hundred million dollars and it's yours. You know, it kind of depends on the station. I think, uh, again, Lake Street, which already has limited access, uh, it could be done. And since it's already being reconstructed, um, there's a great opportunity for us to do that. Uh, other areas, where will, will it happen? Say, will it happen with Lake Street? Uh, we are going through the design process, so I will defer to the experts. Uh, I would be shocked if we don't. Okay. Um, you know, it, 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 the 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 challenge is going to be some of the on street at grade uh, stations. Can you find a way that you can? And, and you know, part of this is how much. Is part of this is cost, but some of it's just the feasibility. Can you would people be able just to walk around an at grade street station uh, and render a gate, you know, kind of meaningless? So you know, we've got to get our design people. We're going to study it. We see what other uh, cities are doing, um, but we are really committed to making sure we're being smart. A with the dollars we have, but two, uh, make sure it's effective. Last thing, uh, Southwest Light yeah. Rail. What's the number now? I, I know it. And when will Southwest Line, Southwest uh, Light Rail, when will it be operational? Uh, I, th- I think we've had a pretty uh, successful construction season. Uh, it was not that rainy this summer, as we know, and uh, uh, a lot uh, was accomplished. So we are on course for that 2027 date. Seems like it's a few years out there. A lot of this system is already completed in the Eden Prairie area, um, but uh, they'll be uh, putting the uh, systems, uh, electrical stuff in, working, finishing the stations, finishing the tunnel in the Kenilworth area, uh, and then testing the system. So um, uh, the good news is we're opening some bike trails this uh, spring. So gradually, I think the most disruptive work will be completed in the next uh, most of it in the next uh, next year or so. And the um, number? But uh, we're, 
Well, the number is consistent with what it's been uh, all this last fall. It's going before a uh, a uh, an FTA review, so we'll probably get final approval uh, federally for the for those costs uh, um, in the spring. But I but it, the number has has not changed since this last uh, this was last fall when we negotiated with uh, Hennepin County the full. Uh, ability to uh, fund the project, and that's two point seven billion, right? Yeah, I think it's two point eight. Two point eight. Okay, but, uh, close. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. We'll reach out again. Yeah, Chad. Good to talk to you. Good to talk Thanks. to you, Charlie Zelli. Yeah. You want to react? You can six five one four six one nine two two six.